0: Welcome to another episode of Need to Know Nutrition. Gut health is our topic for today, and what a topic. Gut health is certainly a subject that you can dive into and potentially never resurface. There is so much research into the gut and the incredible role it plays in the overall health of the body and the mind. So I've tried to sift through and give you the most delicious facts, as well as the things you can do right now to start Operation Healthy Gut kick back, relax, and pop that kombucha lid because it's time to talk all things gut health. Welcome to Need to Know Nutrition with me, clinical nutritionist Belinda Martinella. If you're passionate about your health, have a craving for reliable information, or just want to hear some really awesome food facts, then I'm glad you're here. Each week, I'll discuss a new and interesting health topic packed full of delicious nutritional facts. Let me sift through all of the health and dietary jargon so you don't have to. It's time to get all the info you need to put your health first. The term gut health is often thrown around to generalise about a mostly symptom-free bowel status. The concept of gut health is not always well defined and varies within different cultures and professions. So for example, in Asian medicine, so think traditional Chinese medicine or acupuncture, the gut is considered the location of the soul, while here in the West, it's considered merely an organ for digestion and absorption. Recent advances in medicine have discovered that gut health has an incredible far-reaching impact, more so than just food processing and nutrient absorption. It also greatly influences immune tolerance or our defense against infections, our mood, and how well our gut sends signals to the brain. Gut health has been a focus for nutritionists and natural health practitioners throughout history and is now fast becoming the new objective in medicine, not only to target widespread gastrointestinal disorders, but also as an approach to maintain overall health, well being, and to increase our resistance to illness. Let's just briefly cover the art of digestion because, as I'm sure you're well aware, this is a very important function of the gut. Digestion begins in the mouth. In fact, it actually begins when you first see or smell food. It may even begin when you think about food. As soon as you take your first bite of a meal, your saliva mixes with the food and begins the process of breaking it down. Food travels down the pharynx or the throat and then to the esophagus or the swallowing tube. Through a series of contractions called peristalsis, the esophagus delivers food to the stomach. Now, the stomach is a mixer, a grinder, and also a secretor of acids containing powerful enzymes that continue the process of breaking down food. When food leaves the stomach, it's more like a liquid or a paste and begins to move through the small intestine. The small intestine is made up of three segments, the duodenum, the jejunum, and the ileum. So the small intestine continues to break down the food even more by using enzymes from the pancreas and bile from the liver. The junadium is mostly responsible for continuing the process of breaking down food, while the jejunum and the ileum are responsible for the absorption of nutrients into the bloodstream. Then we're on to the colon or the large intestine. So this is a five to six foot long muscular tube. This is where any waste or leftovers from the digestive process is passed through and begins the process of elimination. Phew, I hope you enjoyed that quick uh, 60-second anatomy lesson. If only my year 10 human biology teacher could hear me now. Okay, let's make our way back to the stomach and small intestine. I want to talk about the gut microbiota or microbiome. Perhaps you've heard of this. It can also be referred to as gut flora. For this podcast, I'll be referring to it mostly as the microbiome. Just call me a lover of communities. The gut microbiome is a complex and dynamic community of trillions of microorganisms that reside in our digestive tract. These microorganisms begin to colonize or establish straight after birth and continue to develop, grow and change throughout our lives. There are many factors that can influence the gut microbiome, including age, diet, medications, illness, stress, and lifestyle. Now, here's an interesting fact for you microbes in our gut outnumber the total body cells by more than 10 times. Let's just put that into perspective. It's estimated that the human body contains about ooh, 30 trillion cells, so, times 30 trillion by 10. Anyone? Yikes, it's more than my brain can comprehend, that's for sure. Maintenance of a balanced microbial ecosystem is crucial for gut health. Probiotics. Have you heard of probiotics? Probiotics are defined as live microorganisms which can improve and restore the microbiome. Now, they're often referred to as good or helpful bacteria, as they can actually assist your body to maintain a healthy community of microorganisms or return to a healthy condition after being disturbed. Probiotics can also influence your body's immune response. Probiotic-rich foods are mainly fermented foods such as yogurt, kefir, kombucha, sauerkraut, pickles, miso, tempeh, kimchi, sourdough breads, and some cheeses. Then we have prebiotics prebiotics were first defined as non-digestible food ingredients that stimulate the growth and activity of the bacteria that already reside inside the body. So this is just a fancy way of saying that prebiotics are food or fiber that feed probiotics. Now, see how literal the saying, you are what you eat, actually is? I think it might be more accurate to say, you are what your gut bacteria eat. Prebiotic-rich foods include things such as garlic, onions, leeks, asparagus, bananas, oats, potatoes, apples, flaxseeds, nori, plus many more. As a side note, many high-fibre foods also serve as prebiotics, so think fresh fruits and vegetables. In order for a food to classify as a prebiotic food, it must be resistant to gastric acidity or not be affected by the gastric juices secreted in the stomach. It must also be resistant to absorption in the upper gastrointestinal tract. So the health benefits of prebiotics include reducing the prevalence and duration of diarrhea, reducing the risk of cardiovascular disease and colon cancer, alleviating inflammation and symptoms associated with inflammatory bowel diseases, promoting satiety and also weight management. Serotonin. Serotonin is a monoamine neurotransmitter. Now, a neurotransmitter is a chemical substance which is used as a signaling molecule or chemical messenger in the body. If you recently tuned into my Better Sleep podcast, you'll be right up to date with serotonin. Let's just do a quick recap. Serotonin is also referred to as a hormone, or more specifically, your feel-good hormone, and is found mostly in the digestive system. It was believed that 90% is actually made in the digestive tract, but now the experts are saying 95%. Have a think about this. If 95% of serotonin, our feel-good hormone, is made and produced in the gut, but your gut health is on a downward spiral, then I bet you're not feeling too good. If your gut health is compromised at all, then your body will have trouble producing serotonin at an optimal level. So what does this mean exactly? This may mean depression, anxiety, social anxiety, aggression, OCD tendencies, carbohydrate cravings, frequent constipation, a low pain tolerance, insomnia, impulsive tendencies, and or low self-esteem. If any of these are resonating or ticking some boxes, fear not. Let's talk about ways to nurture, rejuvenate, and nourish our gut health. Enhancers We've already spoken about pre and probiotics, which are very important dietary additives when it comes to healing and supporting the gut. I want to talk about glutamine. Glutamine is an important amino acid with many functions in the body. It's a building block of protein, a critical part of the immune system, and also, very relevant for this podcast, has a special role in intestinal health. Glutamine is what we call a non-essential amino acid, which means that the body can actually synthesize or make this nutrient. However, in some cases, the body's demand for glutamine increases, and it's highly recommended to obtain extra from the diet. A good example of the body needing more glutamine would be to assist with gut healing research shows that glutamine can assist in gut repair by protecting the intestinal mucosa so this is just a membrane layer of the stomach so it can protect it from damage and can also promote repair this means that intestinal permeability so this just refers to how easily substances can pass through the intestinal wall so when the intestinal wall becomes loose it becomes more permeable which may also allow bacteria and toxins to pass from the gut into the bloodstream. So our aim is to keep those junctions nice and tight to stop any leakage from the gut. Glutamine protects the stomach, aids in repair, and can assist in keeping the intestinal wall nice and tight to prevent bacteria and toxins from entering the bloodstream. Glutamine can also reduce inflammation in the gut and improve immunity. So food sources of glutamine include poultry, oats, Rice, sun-dried tomatoes, nuts, seeds, beef, eggs, fish, green beans, cabbage, spinach, carrots, celery, kale, and fermented foods like miso. I want to make quick mention of fibre, even though we've spoken a little about it in prebiotics. Fibre is important for digestive health as it keeps the digestive tract fluent by keeping your bowel movements soft and regular. There are two types of fibre soluble fiber so this is a type of fiber that will dissolve in water and is broken down into a gel like substance and then we have insoluble fiber so this does not dissolve in water is often referred to as strong fiber and adds bulk to stool it helps food pass quickly through the stomach and the intestines both types of fiber are equally important for a healthy gut dietary sources of fiber include fruits vegetables ground flax seeds psyllium husk Beans, legumes, and whole grains like oats, rice, and quinoa. Now, it's all well and good to include all of these delicious foods in your diet to help improve your gut health, but it's equally as important to reduce or eliminate the foods and life factors that damage the gut. Let's talk suppressors, the things that can reduce gut health. You might even be able to guess these dietary irritants straight off the bat, especially if you've listened to some of my previous episodes. If you were thinking excessive caffeine, alcohol and fizzy drinks, then you'd be right. How about processed foods and refined sugar? Yes. In some cases, it's also highly encouraged to reduce or eliminate the intake of dairy and wheat, as these may cause inflammation in the gut. If you experience any food intolerances or sensitivities, then it's highly recommended that they too are reduced or eliminated from the diet. Your body is talking to you all the time. It's called symptoms. If you find that a food is making you bloated or giving you indigestion, that is your body's way of telling you that something isn't quite right. If you need help with any gastrointestinal issues, then make sure you contact your nutritional health professional or feel free to give me a call. Other suppressors include things like antibiotics. Side note, antibiotics save lives. They are not the enemy. But grossly overusing them, well that is. Antibiotics take no prisoners, so when you take them, they kill off all bacteria, the good and the bad. If you need to take antibiotics, then you make sure that you are re-inoculating the gut by consuming a diet rich in pre- and probiotics, fiber, glutamine, and whole foods to ensure you're getting a diverse range of vitamins and nutrients to support healing. You may also benefit from therapeutically dosed nutrients, so again, it's best to contact your nutritional health practitioner for this. Other suppressors are overconsumption of red meats, smoking, reduced sleep, and environmental toxins like paints, solvents, and pollution. I also want to make a big special mention about stress. I know what you're thinking. How does the act of being stressed actually affect the gut? And my answer to this is, how much time do you have? Let me see if I can explain it in 30 seconds. There is a great, amazing, lovely connection between the gut and your brain. Think about it. When you're nervous, how do you feel? Butterflies in the stomach, suppressed appetite. How about highly stressed? Maybe knots in the stomach, zero appetite, a lump in your throat, sometimes nauseous. That's how closely connected the brain and the gut are. You have a thought or an emotion and your gut is one of the first places you feel it. Stress can affect the digestion and absorption of nutrients. Remember when I was talking about how easily substances pass through the intestinal wall? Excessive chronic stress can influence the tightness of the stomach or the junctions that line the intestinal wall, making them loose, which may allow bacteria and toxins to pass from the gut into the bloodstream. Stress is part of our everyday lives. We just need to learn how to manage our stress in order to protect our gut, amongst many other things. Before we wrap it up, let's just do a quick recap on everything we've touched on today when it comes to a healthy gut. The maintenance of our gut microbiome is crucial to gut health. Eating foods that are rich in pre and probiotics is highly recommended, along with glutamine and fiber. I also want to make quick mention, as I do every week, about whole foods and optimal hydration. Both of these are highly recommended to support not only gut health, but your overall health. We want to make sure that we're limiting our intake of soft drinks, excessive caffeine, processed foods, refined sugar, and alcohol. Remember that stress plays a big role in gut health, so let's try to stress less and relax a little more. If you're wondering how you might do this, then stay tuned for an upcoming podcast that's all about stress management. So there it is, a quick, well-rounded summary of the gut and ways that we can nourish and support gut health. Is that all there is? Absolutely not. As I said, This is a rabbit hole that you may never get out of once you dive in. So if you're looking for more information or support, please contact your nutritional health practitioner. It's been great having your company today, and I'll catch you next episode. Thanks for joining me today and learning all the things you need to know about nutrition and your body. If you want to learn more about today's topic or have a question you'd like answered, please jump onto my website, thetravellingnutritionistaustralia.com and find the podcast tab, All the references are also available should you wish to dive a little deeper. Remember, it's not the things that you eat and do occasionally that matter. It's the things that you eat and do every day that really count. Until next time, always choose the good stuff because you and your health are worth it.